Tis the Halloween season, and many of you are counting on Bly Manor to bring the festivities, to put you in the mood. And even though I have some problems with it, I want to tell you up front that it's very good. When it's good, it's not good all the time, but when it's good, it's so good, you will be absolutely delighted. It haunts me. Both the problems with it, I'm like, oh, it could have been perfect, but also some of the imagery. The Im- Just like with Hill House, the imagery here is absolutely freaking phenomenal. Nobody else does, you know, like haunted houses, I feel, like Mike Flanagan and company. He has that market cornered. He's really, really good. And also, I want to just warn you, let you know, you know, um, so you don't have to be worried about it, that there's no spoilers in this review. This is spoiler free. Netflix was very clear. They're like, don't ruin it. They put a detailed, they gave us a detailed list of what not to spoil. So I went through my review notes several times to make sure that I don't give you even an inkling of what's in store for you. All right, so in those press notes for this latest, well, the second installment of The Haunting of, you know, insert scary house here, and they're all so beautiful. They're really great. I just love them. Uh, But creator and show, I love Haunted Mansion stories. All right, so anyway, creator and showrunner Mike Flanagan said that this time, this isn't just a scary story. But it's also a love story. And that, that statement is true. But he's missing some other descriptions for this. I would say it's also incredibly depressing. It's like real depressing. And then also, at times, quite a slow story. Like, come on, hurry this thing up. So yes, as you can see, I have a love-hate relationship with The Haunting of Bly Manor. Uh, Although I guess many romances are love-hate, right? But I will say that unlike Hill House, this time Flanagan and his team really stick the landing. Even if, again, it was incredibly depressing. In fact, the ending of this show was so depressing that I had to watch something else to cheer me up after the final episode. Even though I finished Bly Manor at like 1 a.m. in the morning. I I wanted to finish it. I was like, must fit. You know, it was very bingeable. But yeah, I was like, I can't go to sleep after that. Not because I was scared, but because I was incredibly depressed. It was very depressing. It was super depressing. And not just the final episode. It's a depressing show. That's part of what's so scary about it. Get ready to be depressed. But despite its flaws, Bly Manor, again, is nine episodes, and I watched three a night for three nights in a row with no regrets. Overall, I found it very satisfying, like a good gothic horror romance novel brought to life. And growing up, I loved those. I really loved those so much. So I'm the target audience here. Now, I'm also a woman, and Bly Manor is incredibly female-centric. I think in some ways, perhaps a bit too female-centric. From a creative perspective, it lacks variation sometimes, despite having a large cast. It doesn't have a male lead. Uh, Maybe you could argue it does, but I really don't think that it has a male lead. And from a business perspective, I think that might hurt hurt its appeal with some audiences. You know, not everybody, but it's not going to be, it's not going to have the widespread appeal that you, you know, you know, Hollywood's a business. So, you know, this is a business and you want, you know, the maximum amount of people to tune in for something like this. And so I'll be curious to see how people react to that. But even though it doesn't have a lead male character, that doesn't mean it doesn't have good male characters. Thankfully, the female cast, by the way, is excellent. We will talk about them at the end of this review when I highlight the cast. But Henry Thomas and Rahul Kohli create very strong male characters who, again, while secondary, certainly are able to make an impression when they are around. 
Now, before we get to the incredible cast, Victoria Pendretti is so freaking talented. But before we get to them, let's talk about Bly's scary story and its love story. But even before that, let me tell you where you can find even more scary stories, because this review is brought to you by Shudder, where normally you can get a seven-day free trial. But I'm here to offer you 30 free days. That's right, 30! Look at this, super scary right from the homepage. That guy in the middle really creeps me out. I actually noticed him first, and then I was like, oh, hey, look, it's Nicolas Cage behind him. And there are lots of stars on Shudder. They have Nicolas Cage, Jesse Buckley, who I didn't love so much in the um, I'm Thinking of Ending Things, but she's really killing it on Fargo, so she's here. Eli Roth, and Aya Cash, a.k.a. Stormfront. She's in a brand new original Shudder movie, so I know you haven't seen it. Uh, Scare Me, which just debuted on the service, which co-stars, by the way, Chris Redd from SNL, who's one of my favorites on Saturday Night Live. I think he's hilarious. Remember he was in that Batman? Uh, he just, he's in so many good sketches. I don't think he gets enough credit, quite frankly, so I'm very happy to see him here getting more work. Uh, and on Shudder, you get new content added weekly, ad-free, available on every possible device you can think of. We're talking all Apple devices, Android, Xbox, Amazon Fire TV, Roku, and more. Shudder has a horrifyingly good selection and is just $5.99 a month or uh, $56.99 a year. But you, again, can try it for 30 days free. How do you get this amazing deal? Well, you just go to Shudder.com, and that's S-H-U-D-D-E-R, like, ooh, Shudder. That's an amazing deal that sent a chill up my spine. Uh, and use promo code BTT to get those 30 days free. So Shudder.com, S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com, enter code BTT, and you get 30 days free. All right, back to Bly Manor. And again, this review is spoiler-free, because Netflix was very clear about it. Although... And, it, and it, is, it does have a lot of surprises, although I think it depends on whether or not you're familiar with Henry James's The Turn of the Screw. I've, I'm very familiar with that story. I've, I think even when I was a kid, my, my parents took me to some like operetta about The Turn of the Screw. It was pretty cool. I was like, this is what the opera or, you know, this is what it, this is the kind of stuff I want to see, mom and dad. <laughs> it, made, it made an impression. Uh, but if you're familiar with that, you'll see some of this stuff coming. Although it's based on Henry James's scary stories overall, so they've taken a couple of liberties. It's not a straight adaptation of The Turn of the Screw. But even being familiar with Henry James's work, this, the show still managed to surprise me a number of times. So it's got that going for it. Now, of course, everyone's watching Bly Manor for the scares, right? I mean, Mike Flanagan can put a love story in here, but that's not why people are tuning in. That's just a nice bonus. Uh, because, he, uh, you know, and the reason everybody is excited about Bly Manor is because Hill House had such good scares. Because it's rare for a sumptuous haunted house story to actually deliver. So often, it's just a hint, right? They're like, oh, what's around the corner? Nothing could be scarier than what you imagine. And you're like, why don't you give it a try? And I have to say, Mike Flanagan always is able to match what I would want to see, but plus it. It's very, very impressive. And Bly Manor, once again, delivers the same way. Now, this season has some, this season in particular, like I love the visuals in Hill House, but this one, it has some of the most amazing gothic horror visuals that I've ever seen. Bly Manor has atmosphere, baby. It's got atmosphere up to here. 
Uh, that's what's in the lake. It's just a lake of atmosphere. It's fantastic and has some genuinely incredible moments. It has some visuals that are seared into my brain that I'll never forget and I don't want to forget because they were really cool. I told you, I like, I like the dark stuff. It's one of the reasons I like Batman so much. All right, so anyway. There was one scare in episode eight, and I wasn't sure I liked episode eight. We'll talk about all this stuff in more detail in the spoiler review. But I was like, a whole episode on this. Oh, but it was worth it because it had, and you'll know it when you see it, but it had perhaps the greatest horror, you know, gothic horror moment I've ever seen in my life. I actually jumped and gasped out loud by myself on my sofa. It was so impressive. It was incredible. Now, does this mean Bly Manor's just a bunch of jump scares? No, it does not. Uh, because as I said, like Hill House before it, Bly Manor delivers amazing visuals, bringing not just a good haunted house book to life, but also the illustrations that such a book would have. And I was, you know, I was scared a lot of the time. I was hiding my eyes a lot. It was just great. Amazing, amazing stuff. I think on that front, it couldn't be better. As for the love story, Bly Manor features quite a few of them because it has a large cast. It's the love haunted house. Uh, and all I can say, I don't want to give it away. They were very clear. They're like, don't give away who falls in love with who. So I was like, okay, I won't do it. But I will just tell you that it spotlights all different types of love. But the one thing that they all share is that they're all so freaking sad. Now, of course, gothic romances are supposed to be sad, but they're also supposed to be very passionate. And I think that passion is one of the elements that Bly Manor lacks. Uh, if you, you know, I felt like no one actually did fall in love most of the time. Well, kind of, but not to the degree that you would want to offset the incredible sadness. I felt a lot of times they were like, these people are in love. And you're like, okay, I'll go along with it. What are you going to scare me? Oh, you just did. It was fantastic. All right, so the other problem, the other element that Bly Manor lacks is pacing. The pacing is incredibly inconsistent. Now, you'll watch the first three episodes and be like, what are you talking about, Grace? Well, it's not till later on in the show that the pacing falls apart. Because again, I don't want to have any spoilers, but let's just say in Bly Manor, you can dream, which it's, it, I would compare it to reading a book out of order, which is very frustrating for the characters, but it's equally frustrating for the viewer. And I would say that too many characters end up dreaming to the point that some of the final episodes aren't properly, properly anchored and it's hard to get emotionally invested. But thankfully, in addition to those incredible visuals, Bly Manor has some genuine mysteries where you're like, I need to know what happened. That's part of what makes it so bingeable. You're like, okay, I, just, I, just, I need to know what is the mystery. And uh, also, so it's, it's like reading a good book. Uh, I, that's one of the things I like most about reading books as well. Uh, but also, um, in fact, I I'm so like that, that it's one of the reasons I don't read books so much anymore, because it makes me very antisocial. It's like, you know, you know, at least with binging, it, you know, it, I don't know, some, some of you can finish books pretty darn fast, too. Yeah, I guess I have the, the same bad habit with binging, but I don't care. I love it. All right, so anyway, in addition to great visuals, a genuine, some fantastic mysteries, burning mysteries, but it also has an excellent cast of characters. Love the cast. And ha-ha, for once, we have Americans playing Brits. How do you like it? Like when Henry, uh, Henry Thomas showed up, I was like, that British accent is ridiculous, Henry. And it is ridiculous, like an upper-class Dick Van Dyke. But just like Dick Van Dyke, I have to say, I thought it was charming. I loved his accent and I loved his character. And his episode, he has one episode that focuses on him in particular, and it was by far and away one of my favorites. It also involved business. You know I love business. It was great. He knocked it out of the park. I loved it. It was a ridiculous accent, but I came to feel that it was coming out of his mouth eventually. <laughs> 
I'm very curious how uh, you in the UK take these British accents. He also conducts a job interview with Victoria Pendretti's character in episode one that is one of the best scenes I've ever seen in any, any genre. Uh, it was incredibly well written and acted on both, on both parts, and Pendretti's character had some particularly good lines. I was like, wow. They were not only well written, but I love that they came from a female character. It was fantastic. Danny is, is a wonderful character. And let's talk about Pendretti. With all the actresses getting called up to the big leagues these days, aka major movie franchises, why do the studios keep sleeping on Pendretti? I guess she just hasn't had enough work yet. She was the breakout star in Hill House. We were all like, who's this? She was in uh, You, uh, season two, but she wasn't used quite as effectively. But here, she's front and center. She should get work off of this. She's she, she's continu she was very good in Hill House, so I don't want to say she's better than she's ever been. But this is a larger role, and she this is, this is her opportunity, and she makes the most of it. She's absolutely incredible. She also has a fun regional American accent, which helps to make her character very distinct, very sweet, and very likable. Uh, also returning from Hill House, there are some others, by the way, but I don't want to spoil it. We'll talk about it in the spoiler review. But of course, you do know that Oliver Jackson Cohen is back here as well. And boy, does he look good in a turtleneck. You know what he reminded me of? He reminded me of Dirk Bogard. Let me explain. So when I was growing up, I saw some Dirk Bogard movies, and I was like, when I watched them, they were very good. But I was like, boy, does he look a lot like Desi Arnaz. So much like Desi Arnaz, a.k.a. Ricky Ricardo. But he, of course, he, Dirk Bogard made very different types of uh, uh, films. Uh, he was in scary movies. So I took to calling Dirk Bogard evil Desi Arnaz. And I bring that up because Oliver Jackson Cohen, I think, is clearly evil Ryan Gosling. And he's as good at it as Dirk Bogard was. Very good here. And we also have some new cast members. Uh, Rahul Kohli has amazing range as an actor. I had to look up several times and be like, is this really the same guy? Because he just, I mean, the mustache is transformative, but it's also his acting. He was, he was on iZombie. He, does the vo he did the voice of Scarecrow on Harley Quinn, which I thought he was incredible there. And now he plays nerdy chef Owen. That he's able to make such a strong impression, even though he does not get an episode focusing on him, is quite impressive. I don't know. I guess they, I mean, I don't think they had the room to focus on anyone else. There are two characters who don't get their own episodes, really. Well, you know, I think he's really the only one who doesn't get, like, a, a, an episode about himself, and I, I don't know why they chose to do that, because he was, I think everybody would love to know more about Owen. He's fantastic. Then Tania Miller has a very interesting storyline with her striking look and sympathetic eyes, and her, her storyline has some particularly gruesome and cool visuals. I don't want to give anything away. And she definitely connects with the audience, but the only problem with her storyline is that she's supposed to have a pretty strong love story, but I felt that she and the actor she's matched with didn't have any chemistry. So that element didn't really work. And so since they made it so much about her being part of a love story and for that for you not to feel that chemistry or passion, it was hard, you know, it, 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 it seemed like not, you didn't get, you, it, it, I think they should have worked harder to make that work because it, it doesn't, it, her storyline therefore doesn't feel complete. Tahira Sharif, we'll talk about it in the spoiler review. Tahira Sharif and Amelia Eve have very good chemistry with their romantic interests, and we will discuss them in the spoiler review. Although, again, as I said, this show, even despite being a love story, lacks considerable passion. The two child actors here, though, are asked to do some pretty sophisticated and nuanced acting, and they are 
they are, they they are so good. They deliver. I was they were just you couldn't ask for two better actors in these roles. Uh, I mean, kudos to the casting director for finding them. And that's all I can say. That's all I can say. So again, while I feel The Haunting of Bly Manor is very uneven, when it's good, it's so good that you absolutely must watch it. And this is the perfect time to do it. It's, it's Halloween, and what better time to curl up and watch a good gothic horror romance. So that's my non-spoiler review of The Haunting of Bly Manor. On Friday, we'll talk spoilers. Uh, or that video will at least be up then and waiting for you when you finish the show. But I bet you binge it by the end of the weekend. It's definitely bingeable. So share your thoughts down below. Uh, uh, if you have had a chance to watch it somehow, don't ruin anything. Uh, subscribe today. And of course, as always, you can check out some more videos right now.